Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School. We are delighted that you are here with us and we're continuing on in our little series of business and following on from some of the additional questions that we were sent in from a couple of people. Um, we're going to move our way through those to allow, because each question a person asks is related to each of us. We all have experience of it or have lived through it, or maybe we find ourselves in that same sort of crossroads as well. So this is a little space just to see what resonates with you. And as we always say at the end as well, like please do send in any of your questions via email or Instagram or DM. And um, we'd love to work our way through them because then it's more Mm. personal to you. So BB, you're very welcome, my dear. Mm, So we're going to dive into our next little question, pulled out from the hat almost. Um, So this one here, I think, is really interesting, actually. And so for us, it's it's a little bit different. But so would you recommend starting a new business when you just become a new mother? What are the pros and cons? Mm. And I'd like to sort of I think Mm. it's a really good one because also like neither mm-hmm. of us have kids and all there like so but I've witnessed enough people who run businesses and have enough clients who run them but I think it's one that's prevalent to a lot of people too like do you know like because often maybe when we when we're going through that transition that rite of passage of becoming a mother so mm-hmm. much changes for us like do you know it's an initiation so the way we maybe live life the responsibilities we took on, the way we planned things or put things in place, or maybe we hung into certain jobs until mm-hmm. we get the maternity leave that way, like, or where we come back from maternity leave and then maybe jump ship so- somewhere along the way, depending on how many kids we have. Like, so I think it's a place that for some people is a very creative potential in that space mm-hmm. as well. Like, do you know, like a lot of people will start thinking about, okay, my life has been this way up to date. But maybe if I want to, you know, work from home or be with the child more and I don't want to get childcare or I do want to get childcare or whatever it might be. But it can be a place where it's like that crossroads of deciding to reclaim a part of yourself. But if your time, your energy or your your mm-hmm. vision as well, like, do you know, like, so then it's the whole thing of how do you balance yeah. motherhood with running a business as well as the rest of life? Like, and I think it's it's really important to know that there's no one Mm. way like Mm. do you know like and anybody who really coaches in those areas or works in those areas there really is no such thing as the balance I guess and you know if you set out your routine it's going to be like that every Mm. day and every week like it's just not going to happen because you have another little individual there who who decides its own little routine as well like what are your thoughts on sort of that initiation into motherhood and the commencing of a business well, what sort of what I find is just having not having children. Sort of what I really admire is the possibility to really change all of our understanding of you know when is the right time for a business. You know, um, there's so many beliefs that we collectively are being offered to buy into. You know, when is the right timing? How much money do you have? What's the what are the right circumstances and 
you know, really as such, I think there is never a time when, you know, when, when everything is perfect in, in terms of my surroundings. And I think mm-hmm. also where we go, where we have these beliefs around, you know, how does a business owner should look like, you know, I mean, that the whole shift of, of business ownership into, into, into the female world that we have women as business owners as well, like, you know, that's mm-hmm. proceeding all of those decisions, I think is already a huge, huge shift. And then, you know, changing that it's becoming normalized in a way. But with that also, I think um, um, it's so important that we, you know, look at what are the needs, you know, of of a mother going into into business. And I think from from that perspective, from the personal getting into, into business after motherhood, speaking to my friends, there is apart obviously from the sleepless nights and and the tiredness in it there's also an initiation to an incredible sense of empowerment and I you know an incredible sort of appreciation of one's own ability having birthed you know and I think um to take that into into business is 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 super powerful you know um yeah, with that, I think so much is about is about understanding your need and be unapologetic about that. You know, your needs as a mother, but also your needs as a business owner, your needs as as a as a woman, and in, in all of this, um, and taking the freedom to create and design. We so often talk about you know design your life, design your business, but this is really to me where it all comes down. You know, designing a business that that works for you. You know, that is long-term maybe offering you a way of spending more time with your children if you want to or having having more freedom around mm-hmm. how you work or you you know your creativity and also having your children growing up seeing you growing into your business you know um i think there is so much in that alone uh, in terms of role models and you know for our own children like mm-hmm. we as humans we we learn from the people you know that we grew up with that were around us not necessarily by what they said, but how they lived their lives, you know, how, how they, um, mm. you know, approached life. So I think um, there is there's so much we can teach the next generation through mothers in business. Um, but of course, there's mm-hmm. the reality of um, being organized enough. So it again, it, it, it is actually something becomes a funnel for your creativity, for your expression, like it works for you rather than, you know, falling into something where you feel, oh, this is something I, I should do, you know. Mm. Like, because um, it follows on from the last conversation, mm. like it was the same person who asked that question was about the business plan and all. Like, So they already know the in a sense that mm-hmm. they need to sort of have the structures in place so they can step off on a firm footing like but I suppose then when you're a, a new mother and it's your your first child then it's like mm. it's all new do you know like if you haven't run a business before you, you haven't raised a child there's all the adjustment to so many things that are new like so it's like what I would say too is to allow that space to really absorb that there because you'll mm. not be back here like do you know, like you'll not be back raising your first child again. You'll not be back starting your first business again. So to really enjoy this process too, like, um, and to really receive from it, like, and it does boil down sometimes to, to that understanding that if I have a family, 
then like I'm getting to choose mm. how I work like do you know but to also realize that when I have a young child like that I'm not going to be able to block off seven hour days to myself like do you know like so can I let go of some of the maybe the programming or what I think or what I'm told you know how you should be running your business how much input you should be putting into it and allow it to go through different stages like because you know we all see enough people who raise kids and all they're like they have different ways of working when they're young and maybe then when mm-hmm. they're going to school and then when they're heading off to college or even secondary school and all like or going out to their first job that their life shifts with mm-hmm. it too then as well like do you know like so it's to allow it to go through different stages like and to allow it to you know summer possibly or mm-hmm. to take off full steam but you're getting to choose you know like what works for you like and it can be you're doing bits of work at funny times during the day like and you might not get maybe your brain going but I need really need six hours to go into this here and really get at this and maybe you're deciding actually Mm. one hour is enough like do you know like to really let go of sometimes the big big expectations that we might place on ourselves as women of going well I should be able to do all that plus all of the washing plus all of the cooking plus whatever else and all there that maybe gets landed on our doorstep the emotional load like so it's to begin to see the ones and everything like do you know because we can get to the end of the day very easily with or without children and Mm -hmm. think we've done nothing like because we haven't seen maybe the value of everything that we have done like you know, I think also it's, I'm hesitant on giving advice, <laughs> not because necessarily I haven't had children, but, you know, any, any version of this question, you know, do you think I should start a business? Like, I, I, I can't possibly know. I think it is if, if it excites mm. you, if it's something that, you know, makes you get out of bed or something that lights you up or something that you know just gives you incredible joy whether you're 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 pregnant about to be a mother whether you just you know were birthed into motherhood um it it really you know there there's so many different components to it and everyone is so uniquely different you know what's your support network you know have you do two sets of 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 grandparents mm-hmm. available do you have tons of other friends do you have you know your own siblings that maybe also have kids you know do you have a way that is supporting you either either emotionally physically financially you know so what can be a total yes for one person mm-hmm. can be for another person hell no that this is like way too much for me so I think it's, it's really, it's really independent, but on that level, regardless whether children are involved or not, I think it's still, when we talk about soul led business, it keeps coming back for me to the point of, is this, is this lighting you up? You know, if you Mm. feel there's a vibrancy in your cells, if you're excited about it, I would definitely lean in and explore it. I might just say, you know, if you're right at that transition where you're towards the last few months of your pregnancy, you know, and that's pushing through and you have that transition into motherhood, just to consider that, you know, giving birth is a huge initiation itself and mm-hmm. your wishes, your dreams, your needs might naturally alter in that. So just to give it even space, it's not don't start a business just before, you know, you give birth, but it's just giving room, mm-hmm. room for, for, for that to inform you as well, you know? Um, but other than that, it's like, mm-hmm. if it lights you up, I mean, the thing is, 
if you're already asking the question, you're probably, yeah. <laughs> there's probably something stirring, right? So. Yeah. Hmm. That was exactly what I was going to say. Go, when you're asking, you know, would you recommend you're basically wanting to yeah. hear yes so if you're back, waiting, like, If you're waiting for you a know, sign, like, take this as your sign. Yeah, and that's for anybody too, because when we get to that stage of going to somebody else, would you recommend? There's some part of us going like, yes, but then there's just some normal apprehension or looking for some confirmation or validation. Like, so it's like, can I allow myself just to mm -hmm. give myself that because of it's been itching at me, whether it's for five years, one year, or just for the last six months or whatever is to give space yeah. to it. Like, because there's a part of you when you're asking that question, like that's looking to do something mm -hmm. differently. Like, do you know, like, so to me, the pros and cons is the same. There is no pros and cons, like, because you can't know, like, it's so individual. And to me, there isn't anyway. Like, you can go, oh, yeah, I could look back in my business and go, oh, this was the pro, this was a con, yeah. but I don't see it that way. I just see it as, as just moving through life, like, and accumulating the learnings along the way and adjusting and changing direction along the way, rather than doing a list up, because the list is the head trying to really feel, yeah. tell me I'm safe. Tell me we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Tell me we can do this here. Do you know, like, and then also because if we're shifting maybe from something that's considered stable into something that maybe is considered a little bit unstable or intangible, um, depending on the line of work we work in, like, that, um, it can also be then like, but what will others, mm -hmm. you know, think of this here and how will they receive that there and if I'm stepping outside of sort of what may be considered the norm within mm. my family or within my peers there's also that balancing of that there never mind just the setting mm. up of a business like so there's to me there's no pros cons it's like if there's a part of you looking to really express yourself in a new way in a different way then it's to start asking the questions right what would that look like how could I do it what do I need like as you mentioned what do I need to allow this to start unfolding and then honoring that like all businesses it'll have its own trajectory that some days you'll have loads of energy to put into it mm -hmm. other days you don't do you know like so to have in a sense, you know, if you're starting a business, some people love their little timelines, have that, but trust that it'll not work out that way because that's all timelines are like that. But, you know, you can have that sense of the foundation to allow yourself to bounce off it. Like, but I think like you're, when you're going through like pregnancy and all of like that in itself is so much is changing for you physically, mentally, emotionally. Like, and then when you're given birth, it's like just this Pass, rite of passage where you're deciding to do things differently. You're entering a different stage. You're entering into motherhood, like or parenthood, but like you're there's a different part of you being born as well. Like, do you know, like because you're not giving birth just to a child, you're actually birthing a part of yourself, like, and you're letting go of the little, in a sense, the beautiful maiden that has supported us all so much. But you're letting go of that part that's going. I need everybody else to tell me it's okay to do this. Do you know, like, or I should fit into that nine to five that everybody else is fitting into. Or maybe if I just wait until they turn 18, then I'll get to do what I want to do. And instead going, actually, I can maybe do this while they're still growing and they're young. And as you said to me, it's like so important that our kids get to see us mm -hmm. enjoy, like enjoy our lives and enjoy mm -hmm. our work. Because then that reflects to them that, oh, actually you can have a life and not just a job. Like. And, you know, even within within the business, 
I mean, there's so many beliefs popping about, you know, um, the success rates of businesses or, you know, the failure rates and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it, I always think it's it's still a very old-fashioned and w- a very linear way of thinking, you know. Um, a, a different way of going into businesses, you know, to look at, like, very pragmatic what's right in front of you you know what are your resources what are your dreams what are your wishes where do you where do you start if you if you you know to me it's very in that way going into business like when we set off in the camper you know we left everything behind we had a rough idea where we're going but really no clue where we actually were going so that keeps it new because even within a business you can pivot you know you can even change the modalities you can you can change ownership of the business. You you are allowed to do everything. And you know what? You're allowed to, you know, go in full time if you want to start with. And then you realize, do you know what? I'm actually mm. not enjoying doing this full time. I'm going to do this part time. So I'm a part time business owner and part time. Maybe I'm, I'm working for someone else. So I'm balancing out that perceived stability through one side and the other. You know, it's, it's not like there, there's no... I think what we are all learning in different ways, there's no shame in that. And I think... A mm. lot of potential gets held out or restricted out of coming into life by by the guilt and the shame that's sort of been wildly spread around, you know, um, you know, where we go like, oh, this has to work because if it doesn't work, I have to come like with my tail between my legs sort of and go like, yes, yeah, I know, mm-hmm. I know. I really put my head out there, but really I should have actually just signed up for this job or that, that you know? So I think there mm-hmm. is no, there's absolutely no shame in failure. And it's easier to, you know, it's easy to say this here and it's easier to say that to anybody else. It's easy to, it's, it's much harder to say it to yourself and to have that relationship. But I think that's mm-hmm. where what, if that's a stage, business in general, or if you're, you know, um, uh, a new mother would kind of explore that terrain a little bit how how am I standing how what's my relationship my definition to pivoting and can I redefine success mm. failure to take a little bit the fear out of because you know your business fails that's one way of f- phrasing it because that's what's really what we're talking about right we're going like I have mm. to stop this business because I'm, I actually can't do this and my kids, for example. But is this really a failure or is this like mm. an incredible, brave, courageous exploration of life? And then you go, you know, I'm doing it part-time or I'm pausing it for five years, you know? So it, it, it's about, mm. I think, those words of failure and success to find your own definition in around that and also what that invokes emotionally in you. And I think then we're sort of mm. more prepared. Then it doesn't hit us in the face. And then those sneaky inner narrations that want to tear us down, they don't really get so much grip on us, you know, because we, we, we can, mm. we, we, we're ready. <laughs> we, we're aware. We, mm. uh, you know, we know how to identify them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like looking at the expectations mm. that we're placing on ourselves and our business, yeah. like, that way like and then changing all of those there along the way when you realize they're actually the things that are suffocating you almost like and that are actually maybe preventing the whole thing from growing itself like you know because I had this idea that it has to be this way or go this direction this is who I'm going to serve and this is how I'm going to work and then you know like saying to your partner well actually now I'm actually just going to turn left here and this is who I'm but to me it's mm-hmm. all 
naturally part of it. Like, because when you start a business, you think this is how I want it to be. And then as you get your fingers and your feet into it and you start living in it and you start meeting the people or the services, the products or whatever it is, you get far clearer on, oh, actually, I I like that, but I love this. Do you know, like, or I thought I was going to just sell this one product, but I've actually realized like mm. there's four or five other things that really mm. blend with that beautifully. Like, do you know, like, or I've met the right supplier or this is the, this is who I thought I wanted to serve. And actually, yeah, no, this is what I want to do instead. Like, do you know, like once it really aligns with you and it's not because, oh, that's because so-and-so told me I have to. Or, you know, my business mm-hmm. advisor said, this mm-hmm. is the way to do it. But every part of my cells going, no, I don't want to do it that way. Do you know, like, so it's a, it's a real thing where you're learning to listen to yourself, like, and in a sense, advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself, especially if you're working with people who are considered, you know, authorities yeah. in their field, whether it's business advisors, financial advisors, coaches, whatever it might be, that, that even when we're in those, engagements with those people that we still get to decide yeah Mm -hmm. that's not for me like that's not how I want to do it or can you explain that a bit more so I can see does that really fit in with how I'm feeling at this Mm -hmm. moment in time and my vision for this moment in time like because we can end up forgetting why we started the business like that way like remember as well that you know I know it feels like ridiculous to say in 2021 but m- new mothers, business owners are still not the norm. <laughs> so you are a rebel, no. you're a renegade, yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're pioneer. You're like that front line that is pushing out the horizon of understanding. So just to understand how courageous that actually is. So when you meet, mm-hmm. you know, more traditional institution, like you said, a financial advisor and what they're telling you that what you see is possible not where their horizon has gone yet so by meeting you they will experience Mm. actually that stretch you know and in the moment that can sometimes be as an expression of like oh my god don't do that i would totally advise you against taking that step because we got to understand that people don't necessarily bad intention but they're still informed by you know, the majority of beliefs that are popping around in a society, mm-hmm. you know. So when you meet them, like I, like conversations like that, and this goes for, for, for anyone, I think when, when you feel you're sort of doing something that's not done that often and you meet with the hierarchy, the patriarchy, or do you meet with, you know, like a past, like a manifestation of the past, essentially, that that's what's happening so you can still take the technical information you know it's it's still really good to understand vat rates and to understand tax rates and to understand mm. you know what do they estimate that you need to have in terms of saving as an investment to get to breathe but then i would always take that home and question that you know and go like is that really true for me or is that an old reality that i can now take some elements of that as part of my foundation mm. but i don't have to you know take the opinion of an inverted comma an authority or an expert on that you know um so yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a really courageous courageous sort of situation you know to to step into Mm, because it's going to be a big invitation to grow like not Mm -hmm. just the business but you're going to learn to ask for help like Do you know, like to ask for help from partners, from maybe family, friends, from colleagues, from places outside of yourself, like which I think is always a really good thing for people to learn. 
because our programming is I'll do it all by myself like do you and know do like you understand that even though the people who love you so dearly you know they may not be able to really stretch their imagination mm-hmm. to what you're doing so you know in those early stages also kind of just thinking about who you share the full extent of that program with or can you mm-hmm. be in, in some instances kind of work out if there's a little bit of you anticipate as a pushback maybe from a family you know can you keep the can you help me out with the kids those times those days uh for work mm-hmm. and leaving it like you know elusive in, in in that way you know so it's not that those people don't love us but you know again <laughs> you're 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 especially so led business you're stretching the imagination usually of the people that are around Mm. you so understanding who to ask for what type of help and what you appreciate that person for that you know maybe Mm. you know maybe your mom is 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 like you know a mother that you adore and maybe she gives you so much of, of of that support even with your children but maybe the way your mom looks at business is not the same that you have, the same belief that you have. So to give mm-hmm. our, you know, our loved ones the freedom that they don't have to, you know, sign up to all of what we are and who we are mm-hmm. and what we need. So that means then also to, to when you're asking for help, you know, that your support system might grow new legs, you know, where all of a sudden maybe friends come on or, or people that are in a similar situation that you maybe you mm-hmm. met them in sort of a, you know, even a business meetup group or like online somewhere or just, you know, by chatting, you know, in a coffee shop, you kind of chat with other moms or, you know, can be somebody completely different, mm-hmm. you know, that is just there and open, totally gets you. So, you know, they they the different type of needs and mm. to not necessarily expect mm. that any one of our loved ones can support us on all, all angles. Yeah. And it doesn't mean mm. that they're not willing, you know, I think that's. Yeah. Yeah, very, very apt indeed. And then moving on from that, this is kind of a, how long is a piece of string? Almost like there's no answer to this, but we can chat about it. How long does it take to have a profitable business? There's so many (laughs) variables to that. And it depends on your business. So in reality, that's a massive, it depends because it depends on your income, on the outgoing. Some businesses have very little outgoing. Some businesses have massive outgoing. Some businesses have cost of sales. Some don't. Do you like some businesses have great cash flow? Some maybe don't initially. There's so many variables to it. Like, so initially, it's like, in a sense, that's maybe where your Mm. budget comes into almost like, you know, where you're beginning just to consider, do you know, like, as we were chatting in one of the other episodes, like, you know, sort of the, what do you think is maybe reasonable? What do you think is possible at this moment in time? Like, you know, without going way off into the big, 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 big ass and, you know, sort of maybe not in touch with reality as and I'm going to sell like 6,000 places in this here, but I'm actually not going to leave the house and mm-hmm. even set up a website or even go on social media. People are just going to find me miraculously. Like, do you know, like, so you're looking at what are you doing and how how can you sort of bridge that gap but the profitability it so depends and you in a sense part of you gets to set that almost not fully but by your price and you get to choose what is the mm. margin on that there like you know just like in pubs and in shops and all there like you go you find out like oh my god yeah 
like a, I don't know how much a pint is, a pint really costs, like, you know, for them to buy in one pound and they're selling it for five pound, like they're making five mm. times the markup. Like, do you know, like for craftspeople, it's the same thing. They're putting in their hours, mm. they're putting in the materials, and then they're putting on top of that the profit that they want to mm. make off that there. Like, so it's the same even with a service, like, do you know, and that's why you can't price your service then what Mary down the road is pricing because Mary has a total different lifestyle than you do. Different needs, different way of living. Maybe it's her pastime. Maybe it's her hobby. Maybe she doesn't even really need to work and it's just doing it because she really loves it. And for somebody else, it's their sole income. Like, do you know, like, so it's so variable, but you get to look at, do you know, like if I'm thinking of charging a thousand euro for this here, what are the, all the outgoings of my business and what percentage am I applying mm-hmm. against this service? And then you'll start seeing oh, actually, I need to get like 300 people in this and actually I can't fit 300 people in that room if I only want to do in person. If I'm doing it online, I might. Do you know, so you have all those, sorry, it's just a little counting of me speaking here. <laughs> but you have all those little things to, not a passion, but I just like, I like figures. I just like figures. Do you know, like, so you have all those little things to consider. Like, so in a sense, you have mm. some control over it. And that's where it comes back where we listened to a little episode on the budgeting aspect of it. Like, but then it, to allow you always have room for error like and you've room for growth do you know like and initially just like all businesses they take a little bit of time just to get mm. up and go on like and what i would also say there is also to consider sort of the initial investment cost so if you're thinking of mm. you know opening like i don't know like a plant shop or a coffee shop there is the initial you know you got to get a shop fitter in to, you know, or if you do it yourself to get all the raw material in and, 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 and create, create the, the, the place first, you know, for those who are thinking of a soul led, but a physical business. Cause soul led does not necessarily mean it has to be, you know, an online business doesn't necessarily mean it has to be yoga. Reiki can yeah. involve something where you, you know, I think in a yoga studio or, you know, a, a coffee shop or a coffee shop with a library where you people are here to really soak up the, the, the get that, that place for themselves where they can come down. You know, there, there are many aspects, but, but also mm. for those where there's no physical premises in, um, involved, your training is also an investment cost. But then once that mm. is set up and once that has been paid off, your running costs are different. So in your head, you know, you can kind of roughly look at the idea of like, how much is my outlay up front? And then what's my sort of regular outlet? Like, do I have to pay rent, for example, or do I mm. have to, I don't know, could be even like, if you run something as simple as like classes on Zoom, what's my monthly Zoom costs, you know? Um, kind of think think of that as well so there can be there doesn't have to be there can be that little initial investment hump that to get get over as such in terms of mm. finances and then also i think profitability sustainability and breaking even as sort of different words for slightly different concepts but they fall into that same arena you know where mm. You know, I like the breaking even in a new business always like I'm like, okay, when and at what point and in what circumstances are all my outgoings covered? And that's me coming then from a place like I haven't taken my own payment out of that at all. But mm. just as a the, the, the thing itself is covering its costs, you know, um, and then the variable of what you were mentioned when you put the human being you into that, you're like, okay, and that's so individual as well, right? How much does my income need to be right now? So if I 
are subsidized mm. through my family, for example, or maybe have another income through maybe a, a job that I'm running part-time or even full-time, full-time, I can possibly allow myself to take out a very small, you know, um, salary, a wage from it, you know, but if this is my, if I'm going like throwing in the deep end and I rely on that and I maybe have savings for the first six months and, and then it needs to carry me, that that figure might be bigger or it might be even there might be no savings you might can go on like mm. i'm going in right now and so that's why it's important to run the figures to go okay so this is what needs to come out in order or needs to come into the business in order for everything to be paid so um and then it's also and then there's choice and personal expression right so you know again if you take a shop the simplest shop fitting you know is that is that enough? Is that working with your concept or does it need to be elaborate? Online is it like, you know, a homemade landing page, self-made landing page. Is that enough? Or do you want or need an elaborate, you know, business website platform that holds mm-hmm. different modalities? So, you know, so, but also to not be discouraged, you know, so because if you, if you want to go big, like, you know, there are investors that can be found out there. You know, but if you go like, no, I want to do this by myself as such without external investment, how can I be clever Mm -hmm. about my expenses? You know, and again, like I've learned over the years that not everything that's been sold to one is necessarily really in your own as a business owner, best interest. You know, you're also the business owner, a customer to other businesses. So Mm -hmm. to, to be like street smart about it or just question and get loads of different quotes in for things, but they all play into it. But then again, if you go, do you know what? I, I rather don't penny pinch and I'd rather get investment from the outside. You know, you, you, you lessen the headache on one end, but maybe you bring in a slightly financial pressure on another end. But it's also individual because some of us can can sleep really well having having a big sort of mm-hmm. outstanding investment bill or having huge monthly, you know, um, rental costs. And they sleep perfectly and they're getting a kick out of that. And some of our nervous systems and um, auric fields are designed completely different. Uh, that would literally wear us down. So there's, there's a lot of components to when and how it runs um, profitably. But I think the the break even, so when is what's coming in, covering what's going out, I think that's, in, and that's not including necessarily, well, unless you plan your own salary into it. But I think for me, that was always a very, a point of clarity, a very sobering point where you go, and you know what, when anytime I ran figures, I'm a bit like you with figures and kind of like them because... And I'm also scared of them. But anytime I actually face them, what comes out tends to be way less than what I anticipated. Mm. Way less overwhelming. So I've learned over the years to actually look at figures. It gets me actually motivated. I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, that's I totally see a path to that. That's doable. You know? Whereas mm. as long as I'm avoiding the figures, it's this there's so many other beliefs that get to have a little bit of my attention still that certain things I just won't won't even consider. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to sort of add on that in Ireland, and I know a good few people who run businesses, and maybe when they were starting up or even at different phases, their little LEOs were really helpful, depending obviously 
every LEO is run differently and by different people. But I know certain ones have been really helpful for people regarding some mm-hmm. coaching or some of them sometimes have we free events. Sometimes they have the little, you know, accounting on your piece of paper kind of idea that we like to get you over the fear of it. Um, and just to start thinking about what you need to be looking at. Some of them have more financial help. They have loads of little bits. So it can be even places to go doesn't mean you have to use them, but you can start seeing what's out there, especially if you maybe you're going, oh my God, I don't have the money to start getting you know, all this financial advice or don't have the money to start you know getting a coach and all these other bits that you have somewhere that maybe you can turn to like so nearly every county I think has one not there like so it can be a little place for some of sort of the practical mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. as well yeah and maybe challenging if you think of the paradigm that there's a tendency that men ask much quicker for financial investment Mm. it's almost if you think of like you know a business owner as a man asking for you know for seed money as like well fair play to him you know he's going for it and Mm. at the same time for a lot of us women we're like now i need to take 20 more coaching rounds until i'm ready and worthy and able to 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 get in there so you know there's and that's why i love because business is really spiritual school like it's it's life school if you're if you're willing to look at it because yeah. it brings up all those things where you go like okay there's two sort of truths here like why would i consider that as policy uh whereas you know when, when we're looking at ourselves we're like oh now and, and and like you know mentoring can be super and we 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 need a certain amount of stuff to me that's part of the support system you know but it's really interesting to kind of go well you know how long is a piece of string? Like, when are you polished enough? When are you good enough? When are you, you know, worthy enough? Um, fill in the things, you know? And so there's a lot of money that can get spent out of your business pocket onto mm. that not enough. So that's why it's really important to keep an eye on that. Whereas, you know, sometimes, you know, if you actually pause and reflect, you're like, no, I'm ready. I just need some cash, <laughs> you know, full mm. stop. How do you get cash, you know? So I think we can, again, the yin and the yang mm. in the world can learn from each other. We don't have to tear each other down. But I think we can like look at other strategies and go like, oh, wow, okay. You know, can I apply a little, what's needed right now? And sometimes it's it's mm. just that. It's like, go and ask for financial help. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the phrase you often hear is like, are you working mm. on your business mm. or in your business like and they're very different energies and very different mm. inputs and outputs then as well like so all of the trainings and all there can be great but they can be putting off the f- sitting down and actually really looking at everything and mm. getting yourself out there or making yourself visible and all those other but you keep thinking the next training will give me that permission to do this thing and in reality it's just like i need to actually just do this thing <laughs> do you know like so there's all those other bits to consider too like and, th- and this person it's interesting yeah. having been really involved with a lot of different trainings um over the years both under you know being a participant and also being on the faculty um on the faculty side i've had many conversations with colleagues of mine around this idea that that you know people signing up to get the certificate you know because they think they need an extra certificate and was welcoming always everyone who you know really wants to be in the course you also want to mind you know people from just spending money where you're like you know you've already been on three yoga teacher trainings you know i'd love to have you in this training 
But if you're signing up because you think then you're getting more students, that might not be the right intention for you. It might just drain your money in your pocket, out of your pocket, you know. So there is there is that there is that I know there's that conversation uh, across faculties where we go like, okay, how can we really um, keep people from just spending more and more and more, you know, where where it's actually more polishing at, mm-hmm. at that point in time isn't actually isn't actually needed, you know. Um, Mm. yeah mm. so it's like why what do you hope to get from it like and really sit with the answers of what when i'm signing up for this when i'm joining this what part do i think what do i think mm. i'm going to receive from it or what do i think it's going to give me permission to do and do i really need that in order to be able to do that mm-hmm. or feel that way like yeah, yeah. as well and it like, is also yeah. you know there's something about psychologically as long as i'm going to trainings or I'm, as long as i'm I'm thinking of shop fitting and and mm. and I say this with the greatest amount of respect and I say that from personal experience as well it is less confronting to sign up to another training because at some point you're, you're pushing out the timeline when you actually have to look at your business is this mm. actually standing on its own two legs so I'm going on another training and and then at some point, you know, six months down the road or a year or 30 days, whatever the training is, you know, we'll see what we do then. But when am I actually going like, okay, this is the business now, this is, this is running now. And I look at the figures and mm-hmm. then I just adjust from there. So um, psychologically, again, sometimes when we go and like, listen, I, I love courses. <laughs> Uh, and, and still training to this day um but i think it's it's just important to check in with ourselves you know when in the in the term of profitability we can waste a lot of money by trying mm. to avoid our own emotions of facing actually doing the business right here right now you know with what we have if we already are trained or if we already have you know um a shop fitted or website done you know because you can polish website as well until the cows come home but at some point you gotta go Am I launching something on it? You know. <laughs> and then the next little question, I don't know if I have very much to add to this one, but is a strong network key for your success as a business owner? I don't think there's an absolute answer to that. Um, mm. What do you think? I think yeah. it just depends on you as a person like do you know like really to me it does like um, I remember when I first started about 13 14 years ago do you know like I said like you know you need to be out meeting people networking with people I hate those environments that's not how I work best you don't get the best of me when I'm in those environments because I will hide in a corner somewhere because I like watching I like watching things do you know like that's just what I like doing so I went to a few of those and then I went, this is just not what I want to do. And I stopped them that way. Like, and um, I think it just depends on your needs yourself. Mm. Like, do you know, like, and it depends on the business that you're in as well. And do you know, like sort of thing, like, because like some, like if I work, say in accountancy, like sort of networking is just part of it because you're in certain, there's always certain gatherings, certain things that you're going to, like, and they're not there, like, you know, go get business us and go hound people, but they're, you're meeting people, mm-hmm. you're chatting to people. And it's a different, to me, it's a different environment versus some of those other networking things where you know everybody's just trying to yeah. give you their business card and get work. And then it depends how you feel in those environments. Like, so for me personally, because the question was like, you know, do, do my experience is that I'm not a big networker. 
I have a very small circle of people like that way. And that's just just me. Like I like, as I said in the last one, I just like my newsletter would be my favorite place. Like. Was the question networking or did the network network yeah. as well? Like so, as yeah. a strong yeah, network I would key. Totally. That way, like so. Second, what you said, I think networking. So, whatever you think in marketing of networking events, I always thought they were very con confusing exhausting energetically draining and to me always a little fake because i know everyone in that place was really just after that it, you know like it, it kind of ruled out i don't know the natural coincidence of meeting someone who's aligned with what you're doing it's it, to mm. me it was quantity over quality but that was my personal experience you know i was like okay mm. even back in the marketing days you meet a lot of people in a very short time, but you do you, are, are they are they even influential to what you know what your needs are? Are they, they even the right people? Are they even the same wavelength? Mm. What I would say, however, around a network, having a natural network. Yeah. So this is not networking to me. That is to me, I would say these are bonds or family, mm. friendship, professional. Um, you know, when you yeah. think of a spider web that light touch natural connection that comes from maybe weeks month years sometimes of um either shared business or um you know having these point of contacts and to me personally they are always there they have been but in every, every energy household works works in a different way um but they have been always for me way more soothing to my nervous system and ultimately higher quality. There's a level of trust, you know, and it takes for me personally, it takes a while until sort of, you know, there have to be a few ups and downs along the way. And, you know, like with, like with a good friend, you're like, okay, that's the person mm -hmm. I can count on. And the person has the same experience with you, you know, and then it's much easier. I find for me to pick up the phone and go, you know, whether it's with studios, whether it's with other teachers, you go like, hey, do you want to collaborate? Or, hey, can I ask you something like, you know, about the anatomy or I had this, this situation, um, you know, to have sort of, a, I would think of that as a support network. And then it also means they're showing mm. up in that network for others, you know, that it's always a two-sided thing. Um, yeah. And I find when you build networks, I don't know. Maybe I just sense it always. I, I sense an ulterior motive. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you sense a rotten apple. You, you just know if, if, if there is something else attached to it. Mm. And that's also why I just like, you know, building these over time. I get to know people. And then it's also like I can really value them for who they are over years. You know, I've seen them thrive. I see them struggle. Mm. You know, we, we, we shared conversations. We shared experiences. To me, that is that is a higher quality connection. Um, so yeah, networks, I think for me are really mm. important. Mm. Professional, mm. family, friend networks, and in the field we are, <laughs> boundaries are blending as, as well, you know. Um, but networking, mm. I always find that super awkward. Yeah. Mm. And to me, networks would be like, I would call that just yeah. my support team, like network to me just means automatically there's this sort of layer on it like that way if I want like and I think definitely what you said like you know our support networks mm. grow naturally you can't go looking for them like in a sense you could you know you can put yourself in certain places maybe where loads of people hang out who might be into the same thing but at the same time it has to grow naturally like otherwise it becomes this lucky force 
you know, you're nearly play acting sort of thing, like rather than this organic thing that grows from two people meeting and just connecting just like friends do. It becomes so transactional. Do you know, like... And I think that transactionality, you know, what can you give me? What can I give you? It's not, it's not how I do business. You know, I I run my figures, Mm. all right, you know, but on that side, that's totally intuitive and long term, you know, if, 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 if that's transactional, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's Mm. transactional relationships to me are a little soulless. Um, they're not necessarily something bad. They work for some people, but to me, it's always anytime their life allows me to have a connection with another human being to have an experience i think there's just so much more in it if i go into a relationship that open rather with a preconceived idea of mm-hmm. do you know what isn't that yeah what isn't that the manager of such and such a studio and maybe you know over here we could do that and this um yeah it's just that that just never st- you know what it's mm-hmm. not just it doesn't sit with me right that too but it's just way too complicated <laughs> Yep, and more than likely it won't last. Do you know? Because it's not, it's not built on like bonds. It's not built on a mutual understanding, a mutual way of looking at the world, or even a different way of looking at the world. But being able to bring that together, like it's it's built from like I want mm. something, and I'm going mm. into this with that. Versus, oh, I find this person really interesting, and I don't really care what they do and who they are. Like, do you know? Like so. It's that support idea, like, so it's even like, you know, if you're in a space where you're going, like, I do want to meet more people who are maybe in the same field as me and not because of what I want to get from them. But actually, I just want to sit in a room with people and hear from people who are maybe at the same stage I am or different stages than I am, who are maybe into the same thing, who maybe look Mm -hmm. at life the same way I do, just to be in that environment and to feel the support of Mm -hmm. that environment, like... To me, that's very different as I'm going to go to this here now and I'm going to go look for whoever's the most powerful person in the room and I'm going yeah. to become their friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can, you can smell that I'm going away. <laughs> oh, you can. Um, you can. The, the, other, the other point on support or, or, or just network in, in that sort of soul-led business, a lot of the time, you know, we might start out as a a solopreneur. So as a, as a single entrepreneur, mm. um, so it's like you doing everything you're the you're, you're the service provider the healer the yoga teacher whatever it is mm. you're the marketing executive you're the visionary you're the the financial head of uh staff you know you, you're just like having all those different roles and to me what's sometimes missing there is is the exchange you would have in a when you compare it to a traditional job you know where you go over into a different department there's somebody else sitting over here you get an mm-hmm. input from someone over there and you know the water cooler conversations even what you're learning about each 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 other you know in those in those moments and so to recreate a network like that which to me has a lot to do with you know obviously my friends my colleagues but it has also things to do uh, something to do with things like um you know like when i'm going through a period of of teaching a lot physical yoga it would mean i have like weekly acupuncture weekly massages um you know fill in fill fill in the blanks of everything that's supporting me in that way but it's not just for example the treatments of that but it's the interaction with whoever gives me the treatment as well mm. and that's really important to me who i'm going to it's the conversation before and after and oftentimes over years and years of going to the same people you kind of build up a collegial you know 
relationship with 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 them as well and you, you know have conversations it just develops naturally around that as well you know um but to to have mm-hmm. sort of because it can feel sometimes like the lone wolf undertaking even though mm-hmm. you know and then you you just got to watch depending on what you do that you're not leaning into your students like if you're a yoga teacher it's not your student's job mm-hmm. to cheer you up because they're the first few humans you saw all week you know because <laughs> you're ahead in your business <laughs> um and the business is just you by yourself so you know uh, think of that as well in terms of you can have mentors that aren't official mentors by somebody else who's in a similar situation as you are and you just build in regular coffees mm-hmm. with with them for example but so just having people around you think that that for me is a network as well mm-hmm. 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 oh yeah definitely definitely and then the last little one mm-hmm. that we'll wrap up with what is the thing you most like about having your own business and what is the most challenging one freedom and freedom (laughs) so i adore (laughs) the freedom of being able to create through my business what and exactly how i want it uh i love that i can work at my own time with the people i adore essentially as a business owner no one is telling me no one has the authority over me to um, shape me into an expression that doesn't resonate with me. So, but that same freedom, and I'm a freedom loving person, I benefit from some structures. So that can also be the most difficult one. So then if I'm going through a period in my life where I'm not, where something is shifting, transforming, where I'm not 100% dialed in to what it is exactly I want to do, it can become really difficult because, you know, when are you putting the next course out you know and all of a sudden it's like weeks and months and it's a year and a half down the road and time just flies you know whereas um so freedom can be that two-sided things but i would never give it up so for me the the positive side of freedom outweighs the yeah the difficulty Mm -hmm. what about you Mm, it would be freedom as well like in a different way to you but to me it's that ability to be sort of fluid but also that no, like you get to do different things at all, all times if you want. Like, you know, you can run with the same thing for a long time or you can add in different flavors. I like that you can just mm-hmm. play with it. Do you know, like you take your pressure off yourself that way, like just play with it and take the pressure off whatever you're putting out into the world. I like those elements of it, like not way, like where it's, uh, to me, it's a mm-hmm. creative expression, like, and that's what I like about it. I can't get stale unless I let it get stale and that can often happen, do you know, like, but it's to allow that, that movement mm-hmm. in it, that way, like, so it'd be the, allowing the movement, the creative expression would be the things that I like about it. And then the challenging would be me knowing when to stop. <laughs> that would be, because when you like something, you will put every ounce of yourself into it. So I've probably been learning that a lot over the last five years and even more so the last three years, that there's sort of the capacity, the knowing when to stop, the boundaries, the okay. switching things off, the real laying down, found, like sort of the structures, moving them around a lot so that they work far better for me. Like that way those would be, yeah, the things I find probably the most challenging is to just <laughs> put the brake on. <laughs> Uh, so I hope that gave you some insight <laughs> um, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap um, up BB I don't know it's just you know uh, 
leaning in, leaning into the yearning, I think. Leaning in and and trusting that inner voice, I think, is so important in all of those. If the true inner voice, there is a little bit of a hesitancy because you go, I don't quite know, it seems all so good on paper. Trust that, give it a little bit more time, you know? Like sometimes giving some time is not procrastination. I think sometimes that can be, mis- um, you know, sort of understood. Um but yeah, it's 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 building small little pockets throughout your life, your day, your week, where you get an opportunity to check in with yourself. I think when it comes to soul-led business, um, that that's so key. Whether it's little meditations, little breath work, mm. whether it's you look at the sunrise, sunset, whatever whatever your routine, whatever floats your boat, have a good cup of tea, or you know read the yoga sutras um but whatever it is that Mm -hmm. helps you come out of the rat race and get in touch with yourself the stronger that connection to that inner voice the easier it is to navigate from a soul perspective through business um yeah so that's sort of maybe on a last note i would would add yeah Mm, gorgeous Thank you, my dear, for your presence as always. And dear listeners, thank you for your attention. And if you wish to send us in some of your little questions, please do. Anything that may be rolling around, rolling around in your head, even rolling around your head around being in business or any little challenges you might be facing at the moment or anything you'd just like us to hear chat about, just send us a little email or DM and we will discuss it. So enjoy your week ahead and we will look forward to connecting to you next time bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the air school podcast hosted by rosalie mcnally and bb Dallin. if you'd like to find out more about the podcast you can follow us on instagram or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work you can check us out on our websites bbdallman.com and thethirstysoul.com.